In today's interview slot, I speak to Gabriella Jaeger, a major change maker. I'm your host, Sylvia Morn, and you're listening to the Music Secrets Exposed podcast. Today, I have a very special guest on the podcast. Her name is Gabriella Jaeger, and she is the co-founder and programs director of Global Changemakers. Welcome, Gabriella. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. Well, I'm really interested in this whole idea of change making because I think our world needs change in so many areas. It's countless. In some cases, it's overwhelming. But when there's people like you doing great stuff, it's 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 a start in the right direction. So first, I'll ask this question. What does change making mean to you? What do you see it as? I see change making as absolutely anything that brings positive change to to a community or to someone's life whether it is bringing clean water whether it is providing access to uh art lessons to people that cannot afford it anything that that improves someone's life is what we call change making fantastic so you are the co-founder and programs director at Global Changemakers. Now, Global Changemakers is a big title, title, global meaning like the world. So can you tell us more about your work and how you got into this work? What motivated you to even think about changemaking? Well, so um, I'm going to try to, <laughs> to, to make it short, but um, what motivated me, uh, definitely the 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 need that I see for this world to 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 improve there. I think there's so much injustice. There are so much things that are not right in this world. And, uh, you know, a couple of experiences. I am from Mexico. I, I obviously, you know, grew up seeing inequality everywhere uh, I was. And this was all something that bothered me uh, at a very young age. Um, and how I ended in Global Changemakers is actually, you know, a combination of the um, I'm a lawyer uh, by, by studies and, uh, and my life has taken me to different countries in the world. And somehow I, I landed in, in the Caucasus many years ago um, and I was trying to find uh, work, but it was very difficult. So I started volunteering with, with uh, youth projects and I got really encouraged um, when, when I saw what young people that were motivated could do with very little. And then I also started uh, volunteering women's organizations. Um, and with my background as a lawyer, somehow I, I started putting together in a small women's organization, um, a process to do granting, to, to, to kind of like um, set rules uh, to select projects that we would support in that women's organization. And then I had to move again. Um, and uh, I found a job at the British Council that was creating a, a new project for young people. And they wanted someone to put together a granting scheme for young people. And this was something that wasn't done or wasn't as popular uh, 14 years ago when I started, 13 years ago when I started this. So um, I started doing that. And 
so Global Changemakers actually started as a project of the British Council 13 years ago. And then we became an independent organization in 2013. So we've been you know, flying independent from the British Councils since then. Um, and although you know, some things have changed, we've, we've uh, kind of like uh, expanded into working in different languages and, and uh, creating new resources and so on and so forth. But basically the mission continues to be to support young people that want to do something um, to improve their communities in different ways. And this is this is what, what we've been doing since then. What age groups are you really interested in and focused on? So um, we started working when we became independent only to 18 to 30 years uh, old, but this age group was uh, for project support. So this was an age group where uh, the young people we were working with had already some experience in, in running their projects and, and, and we came in to support them. But we've seen, um, first of all, that people are becoming active younger and that there is a need for them to find a path um, in which you, know, you want to do something, but you don't necessarily know where to start. So we started creating different programs for 15 year olds and over. Um, to, to do just that, to find a way um, in which they can get involved, to, to, to really help them reflect in what their passions are and how they can combine their passions with a little bit of action. Um, we paired them with uh, mentorship. So we created a mentorship program that's youth to youth. Um, so now we're really working with uh, an age group that starts with 15 uh, up until 30 uh, years That's old. really fascinating. As of this recording, which is November of 2021, what are your projects now that you're currently focused on in terms of the people you're working with? Well, that, that would be a really long answer. So we've supported <laughs> more than 400 and I think we're close to 450 individual youth projects. So, and these youth projects are on all sorts of things, uh, from, from women's rights to arts, to anti-corruption, to health, anything that you can think of. We support doctors, we support musicians, we support pretty much anyone uh, that has a really good idea and has a really good plan um, and that is really motivated to, to see it through. So referring back to your own story, you said you witnessed a lot of inequality. Now I know that Mexico has its issues, but it makes in Mexico, I understand the arts are really strong and I know that classical music is very strong. It just so happens. But what kind of inequalities did you witness and you growing up that really inspired you to think about these things, these life changing things? Well, you see, Mexico is a G20 country, but at the same time, you know, even if it's admitted into the rich countries club, um, more than 50% of the population lives under the poverty line. So obviously uh, that, that creates a lot of problems, that creates a lot of resentment, that creates a lot of crime. Um, I've experienced crime and, you know, upon reflection when, when, you know, bad things happen to me or people around me, um, I, at one point I, I, I was reflecting, well, it's really no wonder. I was by luck uh, 
born into a family that could provide for me, but had I not, what what would be my reaction? Would I not be, you know, angry with society? Would I not be following a, a criminal path when I don't see any future or or, or any um, hope for me to to move from from this situation? And unfortunately, that that is the reality for a lot of people, not only in Mexico, but um, social mobility is is is, is almost almost not non-existent so when, um, when so, we talk about the poverty line just to clarify the poverty line in dollar terms what would be a poverty line salary like if you're below that threshold what what amount are we talking of in monetary terms um well a lot of people call that threshold uh, a dollar a day uh you know and that, that is i think nowadays uh like 30, 30 or 40 pesos. I don't remember the conversion right now. Um, but, you know, even if if, uh, if you want to put it to a dollar a day or $3 a day or $10 a day, which, you know, these numbers keep changing uh, according to, to, to the World Bank or, or the MFA. Um, at the end of the day, what, what this means is that people struggle to feed their families or they're undernourished or they, although education is supposed to be for free, they can still not afford to send their children to school because they still have to feed them or they need to work um, to help the family come through. So, and, and this in a country that that is, you know, rich and, 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 and full of uh, luxuries for, for a lot of people. So this, these inequalities, I think, are uh, only you know, uh, making things worse and, and, and creating a path of, of um, young people feeling that there is no other way than, than risking their lives for crime or, or, or feeling extremely frustrated and, and disillusioned with, with the situation or the, the, um, the reality of, of, of their country and their lives. I've often understood it in psychological terms that if your basic needs aren't being met, you can't move into that sweet part of life. And basic needs are just a place to live, food to eat, reasonably good health, God willing. Um, and once you get those three nailed down and you get that sense of kind of inner security that you're okay with that, then we can start looking at education. Then we can start looking at creativity and so forth. Now, when we look at the whole arena of music in Mexico, now I am aware that there are some fantastic musicians in Mexico City. There's some fantastic classical music that is so inspirational that we could all learn from it. And it's amazing that in a city where you have all these um, contrasts of difference, that yet you have this amazing creativity happening. So what kind of success stories have you seen through your own work with regards funding projects, seeing those said people bringing these projects into fruition and the change that that has created. What can you tell us some stories? Absolutely, I have uh, lots of, of stories. Let me start with one from Mexico. So um, a couple of years ago, we 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 used to uh, recruit members um, to our organization through a selection process. And uh, a couple of years ago, one uh, Mexican tenor um, came into our into our network and the reason why he was selected was because he created this amazing project where um 
a lot of, as, as we were talking, a lot of young people were disillusioned and, 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 and following, you know, depression or, or crime paths. And uh, he created a, a project where he taught music um, to young people in, in, in Yucatan, which is in the south of, of Mexico. Um, and kind of like uh, through, you know, the, the, the beautiful experience of creating and, 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 and uh, you know, just just enjoying music. Um, he helped a lot of young people to to combat their their depression. Wow. Um, there are other stories, like for instance, um, there was this Brazilian musician who was volunteering in Haiti after the 2010 earthquake, and he went there just you know to 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 provide relief. But he's a musician, so he started singing with some children in in, in the street, and then he had this idea of recording a video music with these children um, and, and, and composed a song to that end. And that uh, song ended up uh, in YouTube and it became viral. Fantastic. Uh, which created a lot of interest. And then um, it also uh, allowed for him to get a lot of donations. And with that money, he was able to create an impromptu music school for these children in this this very difficult situation so you know i don't know if any of them became professional musicians at the time but it definitely helped them uh to process this very difficult situation that they were living in so there there are many stories like that in which uh you know music has been incredibly helpful to bring back hope and happiness to people that are experiences experiencing difficult uh, situations and uh, with our work in, in supporting young people uh, who have the passion and who have the drive and who have the hope of, of bringing that change, uh, we've been able to see these stories and, 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 and these people, you know, going through, through difficult situations, having a little bit of a, of a, a ray of light. Well, that's it. It's, it's, it's amazing the effect music can have, because in a recent interview I did with Ray Trombetta, and listeners, you can check back in the podcast um, list there, you'll find it. Um, he expressed that in the UK regarding homelessness, how that getting or should I say encouraging people off the street, helping them through the recovery process, that classical music and the performance of very complicated classical music pieces enabled by experts helping them has created such a, um, a self-esteem and self-confidence building mechanism and process that it has enabled people to actually recover from the streets and get their lives back in order. And it was the effect of music was the seed that set this idea of saying, wow, I never knew I could do such a thing. This is amazing. Um, it can yeah. basically allow a person to just get that confidence back into them in a sense, which I think it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, music translate, you know, it goes beyond language. Um, it's amazing and it builds it, it builds communities right there because you're all in the same zone you're having a bit of fun it's fantastic fantastic yeah, absolutely yeah no this this actually reminds me of another story some um many many years ago when when the situation in iraq was 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 really um difficult i another member of our network who was she was in her teens at the time, and she's an incredible pianist. She's, she's a fantastic classical pianist, and she wanted to create a youth orchestra in Iraq. But you can imagine, you know, in, 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 in the 2010 or so, the situation was really difficult. So, of course, there, there was no funding, there was no know-how. 
um, and, and, and it was dangerous. And anyway, to make the story short, she somehow found uh, support online um, and found, found a maestro. She, 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 she somehow got the message through that she was looking for a, for a, a maestro to train a youth orchestra in Iraq. And her call was answered and a youth orchestra was formed in Iraq where the lessons were, were given through Skype. Um, and of course, you know, this, this happened uh, from the UK to Iraq. Uh, lessons were, 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 were scheduled, a youth orchestra was formed and language, uh, war, ideology and a bunch of other barriers that you would think uh, would not make, would not allow for something like this to happen. Were completely torn down, and 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 it was, you know, such a beautiful project that that showed that, you know, when when there's a wheel, there's a way. Completely, <laughs> and I've heard a similar story between the Jews and the Palestinians, um, under the leadership yeah. of Barenboim, and um, similar story again, and it's happening here and there, which is fantastic. It's just a complete illustration of get rid of politics out of the gate and. Just let's get together and see what we can do. So you mentioned before this interview, we were chatting a little bit about um, the model of your um, change making foundation. You have a two model affair going on, which means you have a model which you charge for some courses and then you have others which submit for funding. Can you just explain how your model works? Absolutely. So. As you know, uh, to sustain an organization is a very uh, difficult uh, and complicated thing to do. And uh, we wanted to move a little bit away from having to depend on, on, on donations uh, from, from foundations or from companies. Um, and we created this hybrid model in which every single thing that we offer, we, we have a, a, a mentorship program, we have courses, we have toolkits, we have webinars, we have all sorts of, uh, of things to help young people to, to do these projects and to create change. Um, and all of these things are co-created with members, young members of our network. So we started uh, charging for, for some of the courses. We still have a lot of things that are completely for free, like toolkits or the webinars and so on and so forth. Um, but then we created real courses on project management and facilitation. We also have one on uh, menstruation, sexual and reproductive health. Um, and these courses are uh, offered at a price, which is still very affordable. Uh, but we, we still always offer a possibility for young people who can't afford to pay for the course um, to do it and uh, uh, scholarships for those who can't. So in this way, we first of all are able to get a little bit of, 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 of funding through the door and, and kind of like uh, diversifying our revenues. Um, and also it helps us to support some of the young people that help us co-create this this uh, courses or this content um, by helping with with uh, not really paying because uh, you know the 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 work that they do is just you know too amazing but you know to at least compensate for a little bit of expenses that they go uh, into when 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 creating this material so somebody listening to this podcast who doesn't have much money and who's going through extreme challenges what would you say to them well i would say to them check us out uh we have a lot of resources that are free. We have a lot of stories of people that have overcome the most difficult 
situations that you can think of and were still able to uh, to follow their dream and, and, and to create change for others around them. So follow us, check out some of the stories that we have. Um, we always have uh, possibilities for you to, to get a little bit of a change-making education, if you may. Um, if you're really motivated, you will be able to get this for free and, and, and just, you know, by showing that you're really interested in, in, in doing something for, for your community. So it sounds like all somebody needs at this point is just an internet connection and a computer and they can get on their road to recovery, we can call it that, to achieving their absolutely. dream. Absolutely. I think, absolutely. I think one of the, the most difficult things that, that uh, young people face nowadays is, you know, um, wanting to change something and feeling that they're alone and that they will not be able to do it because it's very difficult and everyone around them is probably telling them that they're crazy um finding a community where crazy is normal um is very helpful completely i can <laughs> attest to that <laughs> i can attest to that it sounds like a lively and thriving community by the way you're speaking about it and that's fantastic. So where can people find you and how do they reach out to you? Uh, just check out our website, uh, global-changemakers.net. We're also on all the, the biggest social media outlets, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, and we have a lot of materials that are there for you to check out. If there is anything that's that's uh, in the world of change, make it that interests you. For sure, you will find something or someone that that is doing something uh, similar to what you're interested in. Um, and we're here to to help you and guide you through the process of change making. And you mentioned earlier that you have a course, a paid for course about product, uh, product management. Am I titling it correct? Yes. I think even for an artist, even a young artist starting out, that would be such a, an incredible course to do, to be honest, because what came through COVID is a lot of artists discovered how um, they didn't have those skills and it was causing an issue and they had to really scurry to try and figure out what am I going to do next because COVID threw them a curveball. And I know that there's courses here in my own country that are now formed on the knowledge of artists generally not having the skills of business management, uh, product management, managerial skills. So I would say to any young musician listening to this, if you have spare time at the weekends, do a course like this. And even if you're only 16 or 17 or whatever, don't let age be a barrier, just do it. And um, start thinking yeah. in a structured way because it will save you so much heartache down the line and it won't, you know, and you'll be able to achieve your dream then realistically. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that that would be uh, the most enticing for this course is that it's done from the perspective of a young person that wants to do a project that really inspires them, that really means the world to them. So it's not technical and it's not, you know, uh, your your MBA type of thing. You know, it's, it's a course that's done by people who are doers and by people that went through the experience of having a passion and wanting to put that into uh, a project that helped people and that managed to do um, the change that they wanted. And I would also to, imagine to, to... as well generate revenue 
as part of that because you you have to talk about this aspect that sometimes I know for a fact an artist can get so passionate about their art form revenue is kind of not thought about and they have to kind of be pushed to think about the revenue making aspect to what they're trying to do and I hate that phrase trying to do because I think it's just do it whatever your passion is just yeah. do it but get the skills to do it um so i'd imagine it sounds like that course would be very good for all those aspects so again the website is global-changemakers.net and you'll find everything there and gabriella it's been a treat to speak to you today we'll speak again soon for sure because i think if there's change makers out there that are really trying hard to do a difference and make a difference and create a difference in society through music or through an art form we want to hear about those people because that's what we're all about here. So it's been a pleasure speaking to you and um, thank you very much. Absolutely. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much. And uh, yes, look forward to being in touch. To find out more about Global Changemakers, go to global-changemakers.net. You can find the link in the description below.